Hello and welcome to another episode of Planet Darkness. Before I jump into today's episode, I do want to thank you guys for the amount of plays that I've been getting. I appreciate the support. Um, you know, I haven't been able to upload a new episode, but uh, I finally, uh, you know, gotten over, gotten some time to actually uh, sit down. Um, so uh, I do want to thank you guys again for that support. Um, today's episode is going to be about La Mano Peluda. I don't know if some of you have heard about it. It translates in English to the hairy hand. Now, this was a radio talk show that uh, my parents and my uncles would listen to back in the early 2000s. Now, at that time, I was about, I would say maybe, you know, 10 and 12 years old. Um, and my, my dad introduced me to it. So it was a talk show that would come out at, I believe, at midnight, um, and it was just a bunch of uh, a bunch of different people in the state in the country of Mexico who would call in and uh, would speak to Juan Ramon Sainz. He was the uh, the host of the talk show, and he would they would just uh, relate their uh, their stories, um, you know, situations that happened in Mexico, scary situations, paranormal activity. Um, and something that I liked about this talk show is that Juan Ramon Sainz, he actually never really judged anybody. He believed everybody, um, and that's why he was he was loved by a lot of people. Um, now, this this uh, talk show really really uh, um, got stuck in my head just because of the of the stories. You know, um, I always growing up with with my family, with my dad's family, my mom's family. You know, we would get together in uh at parties and you know just at the end of the part you know as the party is dying down we'd sit down around the table some people having coffee some people still drinking and we would just talk you know tell scary stories about real life events that either happened to our family members or you know family and friends so this talk show was a uh, opportunity for people to call in and just relate their stories um, now, the episode today is going to be about a certain individual named Josue who called in to the talk show. Um, and uh, you, you guys are not going to believe uh, the story that he related. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Um, I do want to let you guys know, you know, if you guys are, are are listening to this, you know, late at night, you know, this is a pretty, pretty scary story. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into it, okay? Um, so again, this episode is about La Mano Peluda, or the hairy hand. So uh, I want to introduce to you, I want to tell you guys about Juan Ramon Sainz. Juan Ramon Sainz hosted a very popular radio show called La Mano Peluda, or the hairy hand, for many years. The show focused mainly on the audience and audience's paranormal experiences and mediums, psychics, and other experts were often invited to help out in people's cases. One particular night of 2002, Juan Ramon Sainz got a call on his show from a man named Josue Velasquez. Okay. According to him, Josue's family had been up to the neck in debt for years. Okay, so Josue is calling, calling in. Um, he's letting Juan Ramon Sainz know that his family has been, uh, you know, in debt for many years. Josue said he'd been looking for ways to get money and maybe even become rich easily. 
He'd been trying to summon several demons who could make him wealthy. Sometime later, he found a book on witchcraft and a ritual to summon a powerful demon. Now, I'm not going to mention the demon's name, but if you're curious, it'll be in my sources, okay? He wanted to summon a powerful demon who could help him in exchange for small sacrifices. Okay, so this guy, he's, uh, it seems like, you know, he's tired of living in debt. You know, it could be that, you know, his parents and his whole family is just going through a very bad time. Um, so he thought it was just easy to basically summon a demon who would, you know, help him out in exchange for small sacrifices. After trying for almost a year and a half, desperate, Josue slit his wrist in a ritual one night at 2 a.m. in the morning to summon the devil himself. Josue says that a tall, thin, dark shadow appeared in front of him. Never in a million years did I think I'd be able to sit in front of a microphone, spill my thoughts to the world, and best of all, get paid for it. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain you guys. Anchor has tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is completely and totally free. Yes, it is completely free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, you can download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm sure you won't regret it. Almost as tall as the roof and with a deep, unearthly voice, Josue stood there in shock while the entity said, You wanted to see me? Well, here I am. Josue claims that he learned a lot from this being, that it taught him how to control small animals like dogs and cats, among other things. The entity also requested blood blood sacrifices for each quantity of money and wealth. The sacrifices were small at the beginning and went increasing as he asked for more money and more wealth. The entity asked for a human sacrifice, but not just any human. They had to be someone from Josue's family. Josue didn't hesitate and thought he had the perfect victim in mind, his grandmother. In the call, Josue tells the audience how he drugged her so she would sleep, undressed her, and chopped her, and how any of the evidence of the crime disappeared shortly after without having, shortly after without having him to do anything. Damn, so this, this kid, he... The entity told Josue to basically sacrifice uh, somebody, a human sacrifice. And it just wasn't just anybody. He had to sacrifice somebody from his family. Um, and on the call, he does mention that, you know, everybody on his family was still young and still had, you know, a good amount of years to live. But his grandmother was already pretty old and had lived a good life. So that's why he chose his grandmother, which is, is pretty messed up, you know. Um, but he ended up drugging her and she fell asleep and then he killed her and chopped her chopped her into different pieces and shortly after the uh, evidence uh, of the crime just disappeared with him without him having to do anything so let me get back into this so Josue got everything he wanted and more 
He even got a ring that endowed him with power. But upon reflecting on the horrendous cost of his wealth, he began backing out of his deal. He said that despite receiving great amount of money easily, he would have to spend it the same day he got it, and he couldn't give it away or donate it. If he didn't spend it at all, entities would come and bother him at night, not letting him sleep. He tells that one time after going shopping, he had a few bills left and saw a homeless person asking for change. Josue felt the need to give him those leftover bills, but when he got home, he says this woman was waiting for him, demanding an answer to why he'd given the homeless man money. Josue also noticed a drastic change in his appearance. His nose was growing, his face was changing, and this scared him. He would take pictures and videos of himself and compare them to old ones before the summoning, claiming he looked like a completely different person. He also mentioned that people on the street couldn't or didn't want to look at him in the eye and that he received a disgusted look from strangers when he tried to talk to them. So this guy is realizing that whenever he's looking in the mirror, his uh, facial features are changing. Um, he's been taking pictures of how he looks now from what he looks before he summoned the demon and he can tell that he's a he's basically a completely different person and whenever he's walking down the street people just don't want to look at him so so this is getting pretty scary guys so uh signs uh contact them juan roberto signs contacted a christian pastor named roberto guaso and asked him to call Josue and help him so you can pray for him and free him of those entities. Okay, remember, they're still on the call. So during a follow-up call with both Signs and the pastor, Josue, Josue mentions that there were now four beings with him that hadn't left them since they had been summoned. Beings that tortured him both physically and psychologically. As the pastor prayed for Josue in the background of the call, we can hear disembodied voices mumbling <coughs> sorry about that guys as the pastor prayed for Josue in the background of the call we can hear disembodied voices mumbling and a sinister laugh along with Josue's scared trembling voice and it's true you guys if you guys get a chance um, after listening to this go on YouTube type in uh, La Mano Peluda the Josue case and you can actually hear um, like a sinister laugh in the back and just disembodied voices um, and and Josue claims that there's four beings there with him so it gets pretty scary Josue claims that after hanging up with them the woman that was waiting for him stabbed his torso with a strange crucifix and was taken to the hospital where signs visited days later Sometime later, Josue, Josue told Signs that he was getting help in a monastery by California by suggestion of the Christian pastor, Guaso. Okay, so he ended up getting some help, you know, in a monastery in California. Um, so, you know, I'm guessing that you know, at, at that point, I'm, I'm thinking that the story is over, you know, that uh, he was able to get rid of the, of the demons. And you think that, you know, the call's over, the story's over, but it actually still goes on, okay? That should have been the end of Josue's story. However, it wasn't. Years went by, 
and Josue went on to college to become a bacteriologist. This is important to remember. He had apparently gotten free from his oppressors and everything was okay, or so it seemed. It was in 2011 when Juan Ramon Sainz got a new call from Josue saying how he still needed to take off the ring to be completely free. Now remember guys, we were talking about earlier how the demon gave him a ring. So this ring um, wasn't able to come off his finger. Okay, so now he's calling in again to Juan Ramon Sainz to let him know that in order for him to be completely free from the uh, demon entities, he has to actually take off the ring. Sainz at the time had already left the radio show and had gotten a segment in a TV show called Extra Normal, which despite not being the most serious show, got attention especially when Sainz got on since he was a respectful and serious person. So Sainz, you know, after a while, he ended up, uh, you know, closing up the talk show um, and he actually sh uh, was on TV for Extra Normal, which was a Spanish TV show where um, kind of similar to Ghost Adventures, where they would, you know, uh, visit people who had uh, paranormal experiences and just go on paranormal hunts. So signs, uh, you know, got hired um, and everybody uh, paid attention to it because of how he uh, was respectful and a serious person. Anyway, Science got in touch with the producers and asked them if he could do an interview with Josue on the show. They agreed and he set it up. And so cameraman, a reporter, and Science himself, along with Josue, got in the van to get to the location of the interview. They were still in the dark about they were still in the dark about it, and it wasn't until they got in the van that Josue told them it would have to be on a body of water. So, Josue's letting Juan Ramon Sainz and the reporter know that the interview has to be on a body of water, meaning like on a lake or on a pond or, or on an ocean. And the closest one was Lake Texcoco. Okay, so there they got on a boat, the cameraman behind Josue, since he didn't want to show his face, and Sainz and the reporter in front of them. Mario Estrada, the reporter and the cameraman, both noticed Josue's odd attire and behavior. Josue was wearing a black suit, some kind of animal skin wrapped around his shoulders, a black leather glove on his right hand, and was carrying around a bone as a small staff. So this guy is dressed all weird, has a, uh, a glove on his, on his right hand, and is carrying a, a bone, you know, it could be a, a human bone, an animal bone, but he's carrying a bone as a small staff. Pretty weird stuff. Estrada mentions that Josue gave him and the cameraman the left hand when saying hello, while the right one was to signs. So when he shook Estrada and the cameraman's hand, he shook the left hand. He put his left hand out there. Now, when he shook Juan Ramon Sainz's hand, he used his right hand. Remember what the right hand um, had? It had a uh, a glove, a black glove. So why would he do this? Okay, just think about it. Um, as I move on, it, it's gonna we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna think about why he did that. When asked about his attire, 
Josué simply answered that it was for his and their protection, and that the bone was a human femur that had a spell on, and that it was all for protection. So he's claiming that everything that he has on in that bone is for protection. Josue wasn't the scared boy who had called signs almost a, day, a decade before. He was now a man with a, uh, a lot of self-confidence. The interview began and as Josue talked, he suddenly and constantly shaked in a violent way as if something were trying to take over his body. Juan Ramon Sainz referred to this as attacks from evil beings that didn't want to let go of Josue. The interview ended with Josue promising he would never use dark, magi dark magic again and that he would visit a priest who would help him take the ring off once and for all. Okay, so the, uh, the interview ended. Uh, and basically, Josue said he was going to visit a, uh, a priest who specialized in demonic activity uh, to help him take off the ring. Okay. Now, this is a great ending for a TV show, but uh, you know things in real life, however, can can take a more dramatic turn. So this actually wasn't the end. A few days later, after the last interview with Josue. Juan Ramon Sainz got in the hospital because of complications with gastrointestinal issues. Needless to say, he didn't make it. The cause of death? Peritonitis caused by a bacteria. Now I'm not pointing any fingers, but that is oddly coincidental. Okay, After a few days from the interview, he gets complications and he ends up dying. You know, it's it's is it coincidental? Is it you know, what's going on? Now, remember that Josue shook Juan Ramon Sainz's hand with the glove hand instead of his left hand. So, you know, you want to think about that. Um, Mario Estrada, who was in the interview as well, got into a terrible accident that put him in the hospital for more than a week. And the cameraman that was there at the interview was appointed early for early surgery not long after. If this wasn't enough, the pastor that had originally spoke to uh, Josue in the first call, Roberto Huaso, passed away a week after Juan Ramon signs. Okay, so think about it, guys. They have this interview with Juan Ram with Josue, right? Juan Ramon signs ends up dying a few days later. Mario Estrada, who was a uh, a host as well for the show, ends up getting into a terrible accident where he has to go to the hospital for more than a week. The cameraman had to go into, into the hospital for early surgery, which wasn't planned. And Roberto Huaso, who was the original pastor that had spoken to um, Josue on the first call, ends up dying a week later after Juan Ramon signs. So that's, I'm not saying, you know, that it was because of Josue, but it seems like it was. Now, could this all have been part of Josue's case aftermath? Maybe a series of coincidences? Coincidences? What really intrigues me most is how this was never investigated and how Josue came out clean. Even having admitted on international radio that he killed his own grandmother. So think about it, guys. You know, this is this is a pretty this is a pretty crazy uh, situation. Um, I mean, talk to your parents, you know, if they're, if they're Hispanic, if they're Mexican, and, you know, I'm sure they've listened or heard about the whole case, but it's pretty scary, 
you know um, it, it seems like it, it's too much of a coincidence for for all these people to either suffer um, suffer you know terrible accidents and just pass away knowing that they had dealt with Josue so I mean you know there's some theories that uh, ever since Josue called in to Juan Ramon Sainz on the first call um, you know the demons or the uh, the yeah the demons that were haunting Josue um, wanted to basically kill Juan Ramon Sainz you know maybe they don't they thought that Juan Ramon Sainz was trying to do something to you know to to get Josue out of there um, to get uh, to stop him from getting haunted from all these demons so that is you know that's a theory that they ended up killing him for for trying to save people um, now a lot of uh, situation a lot of coincidences as well is that and you if you get a chance please go on to YouTube and listen to the whole call because you'll hear everything not only that but later Juan Ramon signs after that first call he came out and said that while Josue was calling well, Josue was on the call the first time. Um, you know, strange things were happening at his uh, as his stu- at his studio. You know, the lights were flickering. Uh, there was a, a TV suddenly just turned on. Um, so who knows? You know, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in the paranormal. Um, you know, I do know that the devil exists because if if God exists and He's good, there must be a devil, which is bad. And I do believe that people who mess around with rituals, who are, you know, getting into things that they have no, no, no clue or idea about, you know, are going to summon things that, you know, are going to, are going to come into our lives and, and just wreak havoc. You know, they, they can maybe attach to us, maybe, you know, inflict damage on, on our family, on our loved ones. So make sure that you know you if you're ever gonna or you're thinking of looking into the paranormal that you do it with caution but yes guys um thank you for joining me on this episode again you know let me know what you guys think um you know if i'm sure some of your guys' parents have probably heard about this this uh, uh radio talk show i know my parents have you know they're the ones who introduced me to it and yeah you know sometimes whenever i get a chance um i'll know i'll sit down and i'll put my headphones in and i'll listen to some of the stories and and some of these stories are pretty crazy and pretty scary now i have to admit that this is the scariest uh, story that i've heard on that radio talk show um but but yeah you know uh, if you guys get a chance go ahead and and listen to it i promise you guys you know this is this is something uh, worth looking into Uh, And uh, thank you very much uh, for anybody uh, listening to this. I do appreciate you guys. Um, And I'll have a new episode for you guys the following week. Remember, uh, on this podcast, I do talk about anything that has to do with paranormal, uh, true crime, conspiracy theories, you know, UFOs. Uh, I want to give you guys a piece of my mind. If you guys have any any interest on anything that you want me to talk about, you know, definitely let me know and I'll make sure to uh to do an episode on that thank you very much and you guys have a good night